You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus Cacus. and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, Uh. and intersectional. Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Each morning I get up and read Our economy is up to speed And it wouldn't be so good without Joe He knows just how to legislate Thanks to him we're doing really great There's no way we'd be okay without Joe To a recession we were headed Till Uncle Joe cleaned up the mess Though people rarely give him credit He's finally speaking up and touting his success Bidenomics, it's time to celebrate it Bidenomics, 13 million jobs created The criticism I just don't understand With wages up, inflation down Let's give Joe a hand and cheer for Bidenomics The press might denigrate it, but it's what we need. Climate investment, infrastructure, and more. Plus giving us that stimulus, so much to adore. There seems to be a disconnect between the facts and what voters expect. Always underestimating our Joe. Though polls say people disapprove, seems they're getting right back in the groove. Spending, traveling, saving, all thanks to Joe. He's really cut down unemployment. See all the splendid things he's done. And so it's time for real enjoyment. He even turned an insult into something fun. Bidenomics. Our economy revving by dynamics, highest growth in the G7. The GOP once used this word as a dig. 
But Joe didn't squirm. He embraced the term, and he's going big, talking about Bidenomics, showing a grateful nation. Biden saved the day. Trickle down's finished. Reaganomics is too. Cause now we know that Uncle Joe will help us all pull through with Bidenomics. Hooray! Don't stop the video just yet. It's Lauren with a very quick reminder that these videos don't produce themselves, but you can help me by joining my Patreon, where for as little as $2 a month, you can help me continue to make the videos that help you laugh the news and would otherwise make you cry. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Lauren, <laughs> Lauren Mayer, everybody, getting us started on this Friday as we uh, stick a fork in this week because it is just about done. She's so creative and clever. So Lauren Mayer, do check her out and support her if you can. Sorry about the, the video size on the screen. I finally got it right just as the song was ending. I'm a little slow on the uptake today because I had another ketamine session this morning and um it was pretty wild it was um i still don't know how to explain it i don't know how to articulate um what happens and that's why i tried you know i tried to record myself speaking through the session if you're just joining us if you're new to the show hi i'm nicole i suffer from depression and um i'm one of those treatment resistant depressives. And so I am eligible, was eligible for ketamine therapy, meaning that my insurance would pay for it for this um, drug called Spravato. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, Spravato is good, but I think I've got a very high tolerance for drugs. Could be because, I, because I've done recreational drugs over the years. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I said that a lot today. So, so Long story short, well, it's a long story, but I'm not going to go into the whole thing. Um, I am now getting the ketamine infusions, the actual, you know, the, the hard stuff. Um, it, it's an intravenous, they, 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 it's an infusion. It lasts for about 40 minutes. And um, wow. I mean, that's all I could say is wow. So I told you a little bit about it on Monday when I had the first infusion. Today I had the second infusion. And it is intense. Um, but I'm still not having the 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 big breakthrough that that they tell you that some people have. I'm not having the out of body experience. I'm not having the, um, <laughs> the 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 you know. I'm not seeing dead relatives. Although something weird happened today. So I did this. I did this last last time. Oh, Diane says her mother had a high tolerance to drugs and never did recreational drugs. Well, actually, you know, what's interesting is there's a test. And somebody told me about this when I said I've got a high tolerance to drugs. And there's a test. It's pharma something. My, my brain is kind of fried right now. Besides the fact that it's Friday, I just had this intense uh, ketamine infusion uh, earlier. And so um, uh, it's pardon me if I'm a little, you know, flakier than usual. But um, so... It, um, Anyway, we did 23andMe, you know, a year ago or so. And sure enough, that's one of the things that they test for is how you metabolize medications. And I have a variant that says I metabolize it really fast. So maybe that's what it is. Anyway, that's something else that I need to look in going on. But possibly a reason why the, um, the, the, the milder forms of the medication 
didn't do a whole lot for me. Although I got to say, uh, this bravado did, but I felt like I was supposed to, there was supposed to be more. And with the, um, with the infusions, there was definitely more. So I did this on Monday because I can't remember after it's over enough about the experience to really share anything meaningful. So I brought a tape recorder and I thought I would record my reaction or what I was saying during it and try to make an effort to be verbal, to be the narrator, sort of. And so um, I did it on Monday. And on Monday, really, all you heard was, wow, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. So there was a lot of that. So today I tried to be a little more um, verbal. And, and I have this recording, and frankly, I'm not sure if I should play it for you or not. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'll share a little bit. See, I made the mistake of, of playing some of it for David, and now he keeps repeating this one phrase over and over to me, and um, it, it's sort of pissing me off. So I told him to stop, because you don't want to, look, I'm happy, I'm smiling, I'm sort of giddy. Um, you don't want to do that. So, but for instance, so when you, this, this, was earlier in the in the session. This was probably shortly after uh, it started kicking in. You hear deep breaths. Wow. 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 So there was a lot of this, right? Wow. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this I so I was listening to this this audio um I, I hate to call it music because it's more atmospheric, but it was put together by Johns Hopkins University for ketamine infusion. This is what it's made for. And there were parts during it that I am um you know, that they're chanting, that there's, you know, a voice. At one point, it sounded like an opera singer. But at, at other parts of it, it was, um, it, was, it was chanting, right? Gloria is saying, sorry, but that would drive me crazy. That's just me speaking. That's just what I was verbalizing. That's not, you know, what I was hearing. But if you want to hear a little later <laughs> in the session, now, they tell you to set an intention before you go in, like what you want to work on. And I talked about this with my therapist and what I, you know, I have anger issues in case you didn't know. Hi, I'm Nicole. And in addition to my depression, I have anger issues. And when I, when I lose control or when I don't have control of a situation, I know that I, um, that's when I get angry. If something is just fucks up and it's out of my hands, I have no power over it. That's when I get really angry, right? So my intention was, that I wanted to find my power, find the source of my power, where it comes from, what it's about, what what makes me so angry when I don't have that power. And so, all right, this is going to get a little weird. So bear with me here. All right. So here, uh, here's another part of the tape. I think. Come on. Oh, I'm, I'm hitting the wrong button. Uh, here we go. Mm. I think I start talking here. 
Maybe I need to queue in a little more. All right, let me let me just queue in a few more. There, there is a there is a hashtag here, so I'm thinking that I don't I don't know. Okay, for some reason, where is the player? Oh, I, I see. I'm way back. Okay, I gotta go here. Here we go. Now, um, this the, you'll hear the the. I think it was the blood. You know, they take your blood pressure through you know throughout the thing. Um, there, this alarm is going off. I didn't hear it during the infusion because I had headphones on playing this Johns Hopkins University uh, audio track um, to go along with my, yes, I'm wearing headphones loud because I wear my headphones loud. And so I didn't hear that, uh, those, those noises. Um, At one point, the, the nurse practitioner who administered the thing came in and they do, they come in regularly to check on. I think she came in to, um, um, you know, to silent the alarm and just check on me. Zelda's asking, says, uh, Nicole, I want to know what you're thinking and feeling at the time. That's what we're getting to. So I made a concerted effort to verbalize what I was thinking. And, and, uh, and, and so this is that part. Okay, you ready? And, and ignore the alarm if you can, because, um, uh, again, I didn't hear it. Okay. If I did, it would have freaked me out, I'm sure. Okay. Here, I start talking in a second, I believe. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. That's what I said, I'm here. And I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here. I said that a few times, obviously. I'm here. That's not what David... I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) Here I am. I'm me. Okay, the the woman, the nurse just came in. And she silenced the alarm, thankfully. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm here. She said nothing. Just Just be there. And I said, I'm just here. Um, Zelda's asking, were you relaxed? Yes, I was very relaxed. I wasn't scared. Diane said, sounds like an acid trip. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It is. It's your tripping. I don't know what I should be doing. What should I be doing? What should I be seeing? I don't know. (laughs) What should I be asking? I'm asking. I'm in this state. Where is my power? (laughs) <laughs> Where is my power? Where is my power? I don't know. What do I do? What do I see? I don't know. I don't know. What should I be doing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what should I be asking? I don't know. I don't see anything. I see the room. (laughs) What should I be doing? I don't know. What should I be asking? I don't know. (laughs) What should I be hearing? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. David keeps saying to me, I don't know. 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 I don't. So it goes on like this for for a while. 
And then, <sighs> this is towards the end of it, actually. And at one point, then I start, um, I see like shapes. And, and I think that's kind of, my voice sounds different. Yeah, because I was, my eyes were closed, but I could open them at any time. I'm just answering should questions from the chat. Should I be asked? What should I be asking? I don't know. Where is my power? Where's my power? I don't power? know. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't find what my power. What should I be doing? What should I be asking? I don't know. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? My eyes were closed. What am I doing? I don't do, I'm not doing anything. <sighs> Am I doing anything? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. So if you wanted to know what, what it's like. It's happening. <laughs> I don't see me doing anything. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Gloria said, I just realized so, Trump is most likely on a 24-7 acid trip. There's a square. Here, here's the shapes. There's a square. And it's moving. It's moving. There is. There's more here. Why is it, here we why is it moving that way? I have no idea what's going on. My eyes are closed. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but it felt good. The infusion is happening. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> the ketamine is happening. Is is what? Going through a cycle. Okay, that's one way to put it. <laughs> I got bringing something, but it isn't, and it's not focused. And I know what, don't know what that has to do with the other circle that I'm kind of seeing. There's a, another there circle happening. I'm a mess. I don't see the circles working together. So I'm in one circle and another circle opened up and I don't know what's happening and I can't tell what's happening. And it seems like the circles are spinning around inside of each other. The circles are spinning around know. inside of each other. I don't and know. I can't tell what's happening. There's one circle over my head, above my head. Is that working on the synapses? <laughs> Trying to figure out the science of and it. And then what I think I'm working on is another circle. Okay, now I'm going to pause it here for one second. And I just, I listened to this to dub it off so I could play it for you. That's how I, I know what's coming. The circles weren't working together. I was trying to figure out. If, if that's why I'm not connecting or whatever, is trying to figure out the science. In this next couple of minutes, and all that's left is another minute or two, I say two things. At one point, I say something. I, I say Marcy, which is one of my sisters who I don't talk to. And at another point, it sounds like I'm asking my father a question. I say, Dad. Now, if you can understand what I was saying, more power to you. I just heard Marcy and I heard Dad. I didn't see either one of them. Or I have no 
a memory of seeing either one of them. Um, but okay, it's almost over. <laughs> B says I'm dizzy. <laughs> I wasn't dizzy. I was flying. Words telling Marcy, you modeled your uh, modeled your what experiences. I don't know. And and what is with this third? There's another model that's floating around. I don't know, Dad, if you're Dad. able to make any sense out of anything that's coming into all of them. None of them make any sense to me right now. So the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when I start getting un, uh, unintelligible. You can't, you can't. Uh, I, I, uh, 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 my hands. My hands. My hands are following me. <laughs> My hands are here. Mm -hmm. Where are they going? Okay. Where are they going? Hands. Hands. Hands are drifting up, 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 up. Up and out. They're beyond. So now <laughs> it's top of my hands, I see. Why don't we go back? over to the other side where, where, where <laughs> and and I think uh, that I don't know what that sound was but right and then it gets unintelligible and change then change to side change to side so maybe because he was upside down I was upside down go upside down <laughs> I was upside down I guess I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. I was supposed to connect. And they had another empath. <laughs> you are an empath. You are an empath. <laughs> and, and this is the end of my verbalization. And then I just got quiet. <laughs> that was it. And then I think I fell, I must have fallen asleep for a couple of minutes. Cause that's, that's, that was the end of it. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden y you come back to reality and you're in that room and going, okay, that was, that was wild. So ask me how it works. I have no fucking idea, but if you were here three weeks ago, you might remember I was off for a week. I was off for a week because I couldn't function. I was at the, at the drop of a hat in tears. Now, actually, this was after my first experience, so it's, it obviously brought up some stuff, right? But <laughs> I, I'm not questioning it. So here's how it's going to work. So I did the first infusion Monday. I did the second one today. When I was doing the spray, the, the Spravato, I was going on Tuesday and Saturday, because I'd like to be able to, you know, not have to worry about coming on and doing a show afterwards. But I did. Um, and, and, and so now the, um, uh, the, 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 now that I'm getting the infusions and the nurse practitioner has to be there to do it, she's only there Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's Monday and Friday for me. But it's only a couple of weeks. It's two weeks of Monday and Friday. And then it's two weeks of just one day and we'll do Wednesday. 
so we got next week, Monday and Friday, and then the following two Wednesdays, and then they reevaluate. But um, if you were here a few weeks ago and saw the the mood I was in, obviously something is happening. And I have been reading nonstop. I've been reading incessantly everything and watching videos and listening to talks and joining what, what's called integration circles online where you meet, you know, it's like a, a Zoom call with a handful of people who have undergone these kind of psychedelic therapy um, uh, uh, treatments and just talk about the experience and how it's worked for them. And because that's how you know. Again, this is still such a new science. Um, but I've been fascinated about it for years. Um, and when I first heard that they were using, there's an organization called MAPS. Don't ask me what it, the acronym is, M-A-P-S. And they just had this huge conference in Denver on psychedelics. I'm going to have the owner of the treatment center where I'm going on the show uh, in the next couple of weeks because I've got a million questions and I figured as long as I have the questions and now that I've experienced some of it, I can share the share it with you. Um, I know for some people, you probably thought that was just weird and why did she play that for us? But I promised you I would I would share the experience with you. Again, it's, it's still so new. Um, so here we are. Uh, I, I'm uh, feeling so much better though again everybody has a different experience and so many people report uh, this this disassociative uh thing an out-of-body experience which i have not had i think i came closest to it today but i didn't leave my body and see myself although it kind of sounded like i did at one point um uh, you know, I'm trying to learn. Um, also, I, I got I got this book that uh, in the in the I was in one of those um, integration circles last night, and and somebody they they all like highly recommended. It. It's called No Bad Parts by uh, Richard Schwartz, Ph.D. Forward by Alanis Morissette. Interesting. Uh, the subtitle is Healing Trauma and Restoring Wholeness with the Internal Family Systems Model. So I know what I'll be doing this weekend. Um, I, I, again, I'm trying to get a handle on this because I, I'm one of those people who suffered uh, f- with depression for, you know, since adolescence. Uh, so, in fact, what I'll do is um, take a moment and, and uh, you know, I'm, lo- I'm, I'm looking for Driftglass because Driftglass is supposed to be joining us. I just, he's not in the Zoom yet. I wonder if he got hypnotized by the the audio and it will see i'm just i keep checking to see where he is anyway um this is a good time to tell you about better help because you know the timing was perfect better help is a is a new fairly new company i actually i don't know how long they've been here but they do um they provide therapy services and they're online and um it, it it's very convenient and i'm one who's again been out of in and out of therapy for many years. And the, one of the hardest things about therapy is finding the right therapist. Um, so BetterHelp, the way it works is you go to betterhelp.com sla- slash uh, uh, Nicole Sandler. That way they know I sent you. And if you sign up for a program, you get 50% off. I'm sorry, you get to, <laughs> you get 10% off your first month, if, if that's right. I, I got I should I should read the uh, the copy before I share it with you. Anyway, they give you a discount. Well, I, well, I want you to try this service. Go to betterhelp.com slash Nicole Sandler. They'll tell you what the deal is. You fill out a little questionnaire. They match you with a therapist. 
It's easy. And the thing is, yes, I don't have guidance at this center, but I'm working through the the ketamine therapy with this therapist. So we had a session this morning and, um, you know, she helped me set the intention. And so when we meet again, I'll tell her about, you know, I'll probably play for her some of the tape I just played for you and um, we'll take it from there. But yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I'm learning as we're going through this. But again, I'm, I'm an early adopter, I suppose. And um, uh, so if you are going to try one of these therapies, they do recommend that, yes, you have a guide. Somebody asked about a guide in the chat room. I would like a guide for this. But apparently, even with a guide, you go through the session alone and then you talk it through after the session or you write it out. You journal, you do. So it's, it's, there's work that you do on yourself in addition to the treatment. And the, I'm getting help from a therapist through betterhelp.com. And I'm really impressed with how they work. So check them out, betterhelp.com slash Nicole Sandler. Okay. Um, and with that, he's here. Drift Glass is, I think, where are you? Is Drift Glass here? What's, what's that? What's that? Go walk through the Golden Groove Yard, kicking off a silver dollar twin spin with the Drift Glass. When this world stops getting no, me no, down. no, that's the Drifters. Ah. This is Drift Glass. This oh, is sorry, Drift Here's Glass. Drift Glass with Nicole Sandler. <laughs> hey, Drift Glass. Hey, Nicole, how you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm better now. Uh, how are you? Yeah. So I was just telling the listeners about my experience this morning. I'm, I'm undergoing treatment for depression. I'm one of those treatment resistant depressives and I've started uh, ketamine therapy. And uh, so I had an infusion this morning that was quite fascinating. <laughs> I, I was listening and it sounds fascinating. It's, it reminds me of, uh, well, just your, your verbalization reminds me of I don't know if you remember Ken Nordine and Word Jazz. Ken Nordine. Oh, I was nowhere near Ken Nordine. Oh, if you've never heard Word Jazz, I'm talking to, you've heard it. I'm talking to the listener. Google, it's got to be, there's got to be stuff online. In fact, I'm going to look while we're talking. That, that's a, that's a mighty big compliment. I mean, Ken Nordine, that's what you listen to when you are tripping. (laughs) That's right. right. And, and he's, uh, he had a mighty voice and. Oh, uh, Yes. And he could talk for an hour and just go everywhere. And it was riveting. Here, I, I just put up, I found a, um, a video, a YouTube, and they're putting the needle on the record. Mm-hmm. And let's hear how it starts. Oh, a scratch of the record. When you hear his voice come in, you'll understand why it's called word jazz. If it comes in. There was this guy who was a regular guy who lived a regular life. Got up 7.30 every morning at the same breakfast. Okay, that's enough. But that gives you a good yeah. T- taste. Yeah, and he'll just suck you in with that voice. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was great. I, but, just, I, I mean, I would get home late and it was still running. I'm sitting in my car just until it ends. Yeah. You can't, can't go in the house until it's over. It's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. we're old. <laughs> So, yeah, that's one I hadn't thought of in a long time. So, um, yeah. Um, uh, So, but uh, yeah, I don't think what I sounded like was that at all. I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was funny because obviously I'm laughing at it. Uh, And my husband keeps going, I don't know. I don't don't know. know. And I told him he needs to stop because the first couple of times he did it, it was funny. The fifth Mm -hmm. and sixth time, not so much anymore. Well, let me reassure you, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. 
<laughs> Thank I'm you. Here. I'm here. Yeah. Where? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that and, and each time it's a different experience. So last time it was just a lot of, wow, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad it seems to be helping. And really, people people should seek out therapy without fear. Absolutely. And you know what, Driftglass, this is one of the reasons I talk about my depression, because there's been such a stigma attached to mental health issues. You know what? Mm -hmm. We all have them in one way or another. Mine happens to be depression. And I've been dealing with it since adolescence on and off for 50 years. My God, more. no, not more. About 50 years. So, um, you know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Every and, and whenever I talk about depression, people thank me and say, thank you, because, I, you know, I'm afraid to bring it up. Yeah. Don't be, no. because chances are the guy you're talking to is dealing with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just just make sure you find the right therapist. If you're going out looking, make sure you find someone that you're tuned to yep. and respects you and understands what you are trying to accomplish and can work with you as a partner to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is about this sponsor, about BetterHelp, what I like about them is they match you with someone. But if you meet them and you don't click, you yeah. find another one. You keep going until you find somebody that you click with. I just happened to really like the first one they matched me with. So that, that was impressive. Very, very good. Good for you. Yeah. So enough of that, Driftglass. How are you doing in this horrible new world we're living in? Well, the power is back on here, so we're back in, in our house. Now, did you have like a, a, a hurricane or something out there? What yeah, happened? We had, we had what's called a derecho. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. We had five tornadoes come through all at the same time. Oh, my God. Knocked out power for most of the state capital. Uh, there's probably three or 4,000 people without power. This was last Thursday. This was a week ago. So um, we were uh, without power for a good long time, and the house was hot through all the food, you know, all the stuff you do, but it was, I figured out, I did for my family in the basement, what I do online, which is, I was the morale officer, you know, it got, it got dark, dark, all Mm. the solar power lights popped on outside, the wind was like 100, 120 miles an hour, Um, it was, and the house was shaking, and so I did my little act, you know, I did my little shtick, it's got to be fine, don't worry about it, and I did a little jokes, and I, I did a little flash right under the chin, telling horror stories, funny horror stories, and just kept everyone, because we might all die, but why freak out about it? Why why transmit that to my kids? So, right. And then we, we uh, it was like, actually, I told my wife on our podcast, uh, opening the front door was like going into Oz, <laughs> because we opened the front door, and the first thing I see are some branches down, uh-huh. and then four branches down, and I look down the street and go, wow, there's a lot of branches. I looked on the other side of the street and go, holy crap. And then I realized after we drove around for a bit and looked around, there were power lines down everywhere. Wow. Uh, the three major hotels and conference centers where people would go because it's bloody hot uh, were all knocked out. <gasps> um, the, the, the grocery stores were knocked out. Um, the power, the, the line people came into town and they were like, there's so much wrong with the grid now. We don't know how long it's going to take because there was transformers that blew up. There are lines that are down. There's lines that are just snapped. There are individual house lines that are down. There are hundreds of trees that just got blown to splinters all over town. So, um, so, but you know what? A couple hours after that, me and my neighbors are out there clearing people's driveways best we of can. Of course you so, were, because yeah. that's what that's what people do. That's, that's what, what good do. people do. Yeah. Um, you know what? 
it was like two days when I didn't have the bandwidth, either literally or figuratively, to pay attention to the news. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Tell I, I mean, me it, about it. You know what? The week that I couldn't do a show because I was, I, I, I guess I was purging all of these emotions and I couldn't stop crying. Literally two weeks ago, I was off the air um, during all this. And I didn't turn on the news. This weekend, this 4th of July weekend, I no. did not turn on the news, and it was the best thing I could I did for <laughs> myself. That's great. Yeah, yeah we're, we were focused on there's no phone service. There was no person in authority who could tell us what was going on. Mm-hmm. Our local radio is now all syndicated right-wing of bullshit. Of course it is, right? Um, so I'm out there an hour after the storm has departed looking for news, and I'm getting some asshole on a local radio station telling me what a, a brave soul Dana Loesch is, Dana Loesch is. <laughs> And, and a bunch of anti-vax crap. And an hour later, it's all about Joe Biden. And this is all syndicated from, you know, outside the, the sure. So we're just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but it's all about our phones are now dead. We have to find a place to charge them. The house is now black for two or three days and it's roasting outside. Okay. So, so I drive up to the local Lowe's and I buy myself a little shop fan, the battery-operated kind. Because all of my tools are locked in my garage. Oh. And I can't get in because it's electrically powered. Uh-huh. And all the tricks you use don't work in this garage. But I had my batteries inside, so I was able to cool one room down. And my my stepdaughter stole the show. She made us all, she cracked us all up. Because <laughs> we went over, we, we figured, screw it, we're going to go see the, the Spider-Man movie. Right. Uh, it was great. It was air-conditioned. This is wonderful. So we came back and we started telling my stepdaughters about the Spider-Man movie. And one of them just turned 21, like, that day. Uh-huh. So it's her birthday, and everything's devastated, and we can't make her a cake. Um, the other one's there, and they start laughing hysterically and pointing at me and pointing at my wife. And because we're talking about the movie. We're back and forth and back and forth about the movie. And we're like, what's so funny? And she says, you can't podcast right now, so you're <laughs> podcasting at us. <laughs> and we were. Yeah. We were doing the, We're doing what we do every week, back and forth and back and forth. This is the first show we missed. In 726 episodes. Wow. Um, and of course, of course, he's talking about the professional left podcast that right. Drift Glass hosts with his wife, Blue Gal yep. Fran, um, who you also find at Crooks and Liars. Um, and uh, in addition to Drift Glass's, uh, Drift Glass's blog, which is still going at driftglass.blogspot.com. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because you're one of the OG progressive bloggers. Um, I am. You are. I know. It's been what, like 20 years now? 18, 18 going on 19 years. Holy shit. And and 13 years podcasting. So all all these noobs who were like hopping in, you know, a month ago. And we actually have three podcasts now. We have the Professional Love Podcast. We have a special we do every Tuesday, except this week might be tricky, um, called No Fair Remembering Stuff, (laughs) which is where we talk about history that people have tried to forget. Uh And we've done the history of third parties, the history of 1968. You know, the history of, of David Brooks for like seven friggin' episodes. <laughs> and then once a month, we rotate in something we call Science Fiction University, uh-huh. which is just breaking down the plot and summary and characters of great works of science fiction literature or movie or whatever, and how they work. Because we're both writers. So right. we both understand plot and character and so on and so forth. And one of the things we got, we made us laugh was, you know, um, we've been running No Fair Remembering stuff for like a year now. And it's a Patreon thing. Like, if you can't get enough Patreons to, to make this viable, then we can't do it. We're right. exhausted and we're, right. we're spent. But what is Rachel Maddow doing now? A Patreon thing, own, yeah. She, she has her own podcast called Deja News. Oh. She, she is going to remember things from the past 
and tell you what they are. I'm like, you know what we are, honey? We are the unpaid media advanced research department for MSNBC, for the Bulwark, and for the Lincoln Project. Yes. All these other people who are catching up with where you and I were, Nicole, 15 years ago. I know. We've been doing it a long time. You know, I remember when you guys launched the Professional yeah. Left podcast and when you took that name and how brilliant it was because somebody, one of those right-wing assholes, called the, the left blogosphere the professional left, and you oh, guys no, no. jumped on it. No? No, it, it was Robert Gibbs. Oh, it was. Oh, it, was, it, was it was Obama's presidential oh, spokesman, Robert Gibbs, who was sort of like, well, you know, the professional left always comes in and tries to... And we're sitting on my futon and my in my condo going, holy shit, that's it. That's our name. Left. That's our name. Right now, let's do it. So so we have archives of podcasts starting during the darkest tea party days of right. Obama. Right. And we have uh blogs going back to the earliest middle of the first Bush administration. That's right. So yep. we have this is what we have. We have receipts. We <laughs> yes. have lots of receipts. And lots and of receipts. Thing, and the reason that we are blocked by everybody under the sun is that we bring them to the party. And we mention, you know, remember a couple of years ago when you were a racist, right-wing, <laughs> bomb-throwing scumbag? Why are you on MSNBC now? And oh, why are you pretending that, yes. that this never happened or it all started two years ago when you figured out that the Republican Party was nuts? And every time I try to remind you of the before time, I get blocked. You Isn't know, that I'm amazing? Not to be an asshole. I'm you, trying to remember things that are important. Exactly. And I'm so look, I, it seems like you and I are the only people who talk about this. MSNBC is mm -hmm. the home for these disaffected former yeah. You know, nut job wing nuts. Um, yeah. Everyone, I mean, you, you go down the line and it's it, it, Charlie Kirk or whatever his name, Charlie, not Kirk, Kirk, what's his name? Right. Um, Charlie Sykes. Charlie Sykes. Uh, right. David Jolly. Uh, um, uh, Michael Steele. I mean, it, all, their regular stable of guests are all hey. these Republicans. And Michael, Michael Steele is now a substitute host at MSNBC. I know. I and know. he doesn't remember any. Here's what he remembers, and I, I, I'm at home, I, I yell at the television, but he remembers that in 2010, he was a savvy political operator who pulled together this coalition that got, and he's really proud of what he did. I'm like, dude, in 2010, you were Rush Limbaugh's That's right. boot scraper, and the coalition you put together was the effing racist Tea Party, That's right. and you were willing to be the black man to stand in front of a racist party going, I don't see any racist, what are you talking about? There's a name for someone like that, and it's not a savvy political leader. It's not a good name at all. And now he's like, oh, I don't What? What? Yeah, and me? now he's MSNBC substitute host, Michael yep. Steele. And here's the thing. Here's the thing where I just go, I'm, I might as well just end it now. Not my life, just the blogging part. Right? No. No one who is on social media remembers any of this. Oh, I do. The greatest person who ever lived. <laughs> and Charlie Sykes is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a savant. Yeah. Nicole Wallace is a genius. You know, Nicole, well, let's you. talk about Nicole Wallace for a second because Nicole and I actually like her despite despite my hatred for all she and and Steve Schmidt who it's weird. Steve Schmidt, have you noticed he sort of comes and goes. He's yes. like acceptable for a little while and then obviously he does something to piss somebody off and he disappears yes. for a while. Then he comes yes. back yes. again like nothing ever happened. Steve Schmidt and with an assist from Nicole Wallace are the ones responsible for Sarah Palin. Yes, yes, they are. And and Nicole Wallace, once she collapsed the entire Bush administration that she loyally served into one word, and the word is 
my former boss, whatever you think of him. <laughs> and that's all we're going to talk about the Bush administration. My former right. boss, whatever you think of him, and right. then we're off to the next thing. Oh. And so, so her job and Scarborough's job really was rehabbing all these Republicans. Yeah. The one that the one that uh, I I catch on every now and then, I bump on is Matthew Dowd. Uh huh. All the time. Matthew Dowd all the time. Was the, Architect of the Bush re-election, the, re- the gay bashing Bush re-election campaign in 2004, and then he was on ABC News, and he was Mr. Both Sides Do It, Mr. Both Sides Are Bad, right. Hillary's just as bad, Hillary's just as bad, and he destroyed his Twitter archives, he lies about saying that, oh he blocks God. anyone who mentions it, and what? And he shows up where? On the Nicole Sandler show, as my good friend, because she, she and him and Schmidt. You mean Nicole Wallace, because I've never had Matthew Dowd. You said Nicole Sandler, but that's okay. I I got what you said, but because I never had Matthew Dowd on the show. But he's he is now the wisest, nicest, most decent Christian man. And you (laughs) know what he's really, really against this crazy media that does all this both sides nonsense. Why are they being allowed to do that? Dude, you were the effing king of this back when it might have made a difference. And if you were a decent, actual Christian, like you pretend you are, you would not lie about it. You would confess. You'd say, I used to be that guy. I'm responsible as, as much as anyone else for this. I apologize. The liberals were actually right. Yes. And how can I help you win? No, liberals can never be right. Liberals cannot be right about anything. So we have to pretend that nobody ever said anything, that Charlie Sykes woke up one day and saw the Republican Party and went over to MSNBC and said, hey, my party went crazy. Can you put all my friends on the air? And they said, sure. Right. And you know what? Without... I, and I did the back of the envelope calculation. Did once. you? Without the tens of millions of dollars in free publicity that they got from MSNBC and CNN, the Lincoln Project would never have happened. The Bulwark would never have happened. Imagine a cable news network pumping $5 million a week in in-kind free publicity right. than a Cole Sandler show <sighs> every week. I'll what take would, what, I'll take a hundred bucks. Give me a hundred a week. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. I'm not asking for that. You know, but no, instead, you've got broadcasters, people like me. Sorry, I've been doing this for a lifetime yeah. and I can't I, I can't get a job at a, at a place that actually like pays a salary. Um, one, I'm too liberal, I guess. Two, I'm too old. Three, uh, I I push back on them and I call them out for the bullshit. Yeah, they, yeah. they they won't they won't even talk to me. Um, no. But Michael Steele can guest host, uh, you know, uh, um, a Lawrence O'Donnell's show. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I've I've given up that. I, I haven't given up my grievance over this, but I've given up the battle because that fight's over. Yeah. It is. Colonized liberal media. Their own op-ed pages, they're on television, they're on radio. They have enormous support from right. the media. And instead of, instead of embracing real progressives, and there right. are plenty of us out there who are articulate, who could go on yep. these shows and be the contributors, who, mm-hmm. by the way, get paid handsomely, in do. case you were wondering. Um, that's why it seems like they've got a cot in the in the back room. But now it's just Zoom, so that whenever they need you, they just sound the alarm and you jump up and you get in front of the computer and you talk to them mm-hmm. and they pay you. I started a few years ago and then I stopped because it was it was angering me. It was it was riling up the depression and it was not good for my health. But I started like a spreadsheet on MSNBC's guests and paid contributors mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and to see who they are. And sure enough, um, a majority of them 
are these disaffected Republicans. Now, they're not no. Democrats now. No. Some of them do say they're former Republicans, but they're not now Democrats. No. But just what what would happen if, say, and I'm not saying Chris Christie is, is you know, is reasonable or normal, uh, like a, a, a throwback to the old Republicans who would work with Democrats, but he, he's the only one willing to call Trump out for what he is. So I'll say, so Chris Christie or some some reasonable Republican somehow gets back in office. You think these people are going to maintain their, you know, Republicans are the party of the wing nuts attitude anymore? Hell no. They're going to bring their Republican values into the, the 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 TV station that used to be the place where the liberals could go. Well, well, that that was the plan. The plan was um, Hillary will win. Um, we will all be on record as saying Hillary's just as bad as Trump. We will have four profitable years kicking the shit out of Hillary, uh-huh. and then we will be able to tell the Republican Party, "We told you not to nominate Trump." And that's when Bill Kristol and Charlie Sykes and the rest of them could sweep back into power in the GOP and run the show again, which is what they want to do. But that's not what happened. And by the way, speaking of Chris Christie. Yes. Chris Christie, I have been paying very careful attention to his campaign within the limits of the power outage that we went through for a week. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed how people just say, you know, he goes after Trump, man. He goes after Trump. And I, I have listened to the entire speech, and I listened to him guesting on other podcasts with other Never Trumpers because no liberals actually listen to that stuff. That's right. And hear what he actually has to say. So when CBS put together their their role of him, it was him saying Donald Trump divided us further, and that's why I must take him on. Bullshit. What did he say before that? Two seconds before that, he said Barack Obama divided America, and (laughs) Donald Trump divided us further. Further, right. When he's being interviewed about his campaign, Charlie Sykes or whoever asks him, by the way, we're 30 minutes into this, um, would you support Joe Biden if you're not the nominee? Oh, no, I couldn't vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> right. I couldn't vote. Right. No. Joe Biden's just as bad as Donald Trump because both bullshit. sides, Nicole, right. because both sides. Right. And I'm like, oh, so your campaign is the same bullshit that got here in the first place. You're the normal Republican who's running against Joe Biden as a doddering communist in the pocket of AOC and Donald Trump because they're both equally bad. Like, isn't that what Matthew Dowd was doing in 2012? Yep. And wasn't that his strategy? Yep. And I have no respect for this this you know, bottom feeding slob from New Jersey, <laughs> and everybody just wants to ignore the fact that he will not vote for anyone other than himself. That's right. And uh, you know, I've I've heard Michael Steele talking about, well, I'm still a Republican, of course, because, I, because there's no place for a pro-choice person like me in the Democratic Party. <laughs> I heard him sort of verbatim, and I'm like, there's oh, so no you're place a for a pro-choice person. He said that. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, oh, pro-life. Oh, uh, oh, pro-life. There's no, there's no okay. place for me there. Oh, God. Um, so, oh, you're a principled person, right? <laughs> so you're in a party of traitors, liars, bigots, um, people who steal national secrets, people who grab women by the pussy. You're staying in that party because you're a man of principle. Yeah. I got it. No. Right. You're, 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 you're the face of the friendly Republican Party that all these people who are very wealthy want to believe still exists. Yep. So they're willing to prop all you people up to say that those five guys are the real Republican Party. And they're not. They're just hand puppets. They're not. And then you have people like, you know, who are just pathetic. You know who I'm going to talk about. If I say pathetic Republican. Yeah. There's a few of them, I know. But this guy who very publicly used to say things like. Trump is a fucking idiot. 
Miss Lindsay, you know, now he's, you know, and and the night of January 6th, he's, I'm done. I've had enough. I was with him, but I can't do this anymore. I mean, I had tears in my eyes that night thinking maybe the end of this nightmare is finally here because they're seeing that he did this. And Lindsay is on TV crying. You got to send Donald Trump money for his legal defense. Oh, fuck you. Send him money. Send that poor man. No, I I mean, I have, I have never assumed this is going to get better. I have never assumed any Republican was going to actually stand on principle because I don't believe it. The, the, the ground on which their party is created is toxic. There's no principle that they stand for. They stand for bumper stickers like freedom and limited government, but they don't mean that at all. No, because limited government does not uh, come into a woman's womb and say, <laughs> you can't have an abortion after six weeks. D- right. Limited government does not go in your kid's classroom and say, oh, you can't read this book. It has a gay character. Yeah, yeah. No, it, uh, I, my wife and I had a conversation about, uh, uh, not quite a breakthrough, but a way to understand the media, which is, it is not, journalism is about presenting to the public facts they need to make decisions. And presenting them honestly and clearly, and if there's both sides to an issue, doing both sides. I understand that. But that's not what the media is at all. No. The media is a series of high-end, in, in the case of people at MSNBC and the New York Times, places like that, it's a high-end concierge journalism experience. And they know what their customers want. Yeah. And their customers want to believe that there's a good Republican Party out there. They want to believe that this is just a fever that's passing through. They don't want to go to the Ohio diner and meet those people. They want to believe that everything's going to work out. And if anything's bad, it's really is both sides. And the New York Times is in the business of providing that service to them, to telling them what they want to hear. And they've been doing it so long, they don't know how to do anything else. So if you read the New York Times today, yeah, it's it's. You know, it's all about, well, grudgingly, Joe Biden might be getting better, although people have doubts, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, there's this great economic news. They're calling it Bidenomics. OK, whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. but the New York Times says, despite the fact that people are still scared or whatever, it's like in the headline, th- yeah. there was a good jobs report. Well, gee, thanks for, uh, you know, noticing. But you have to put the the qualifier on there. No, they didn't have to. This is. Uh, this is the New York Times not being uh, the, the the liberal media, I guess. No, no they, they have a bunch. I, and my wife and I, I, I compare it to The Bear, which is a wonderful TV series. Yes, about, it is. It's, it's, it is a five-star. Chicago. It's a, it's a four-star Michelin restaurant that anticipates its wealthy patrons every need. Yes. And they, wa- they tell them the fairy tales and the lies they want to believe. And they want to believe it's both sides. And they want to believe Joe Biden's incapable. And they want to believe it's going to get better. And they want to believe if we just all go to the center, things will work out. And there's, I swear to God, you know, 900 people living on the Upper West Side of New York. And that's the only people the New York Times gives a shit about. Right. And the rest of us are like, don't you? No, no, no. All these people that I go to the Davos with, and I go to Aspen Institute with, and I go to TED Talks with, and I go to concerts with, and my vacation with, they want to believe in this fictional Republican Party. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're going to serve them. And if it, if it destroys the country, screw the country, you know? Right. You know what? The other thing that gets me, Drift Glass, is 
all of this attention. Joe Biden is so old. Joe Biden is yeah. it seems he doesn't have his faculties about him. Joe Biden. Joe Biden is three years older than Donald Trump. Three yeah. years. Three years. And I will take Joe Biden any day. As I said, I want to see a bicycle race. I want to see Donald Trump get his fat ass on a bicycle and ride half a block because he can't. Then Joe Biden has always been a gaffe machine. Joe Biden was putting his foot in his mouth 30 years ago. It's nothing new. Donald Trump, though, they don't they they do not see that he's out of his mind. The guy who said this. When I say Mexico is going to pay for the wall, that's what I said. Mexico is going to pay. I didn't say they're going to write me a check for 20 billion or 10 billion. How was you going to write a check? I said they're going to pay for the wall. Okay, so he said they're going to pay for the wall. And then he said, when during the campaign, I would say Mexico is going to pay for it. Obviously, I never said this and I never meant they're going to write out a check. No, I never said they're going to pay for the wall. I just said they're going to pay for the wall. And then, you know, says things like, look at those hands. Are they small hands? And he referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you. Ew, ew, And they don't call out shit like that. But Joe Biden, who confuses, you know, words. Uh, and by the way, he has a stutter and he's right. not the best public speaker. They, they get on him, but they don't have a word to say about that crap. Well, well that's that's entertaining. <laughs> that's entertaining. And 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 here's the thing. It wouldn't make any difference. No. The, the the thing that my dear liberal friends can't seem to wrap their heads around is there's no magic set of words that's going to make these idiots change their mind. They, they are, we call them on the Professional Up podcast, reprogrammable meatbags. <laughs> they are completely reprogrammable, and I mean that literally. If you tell them a thing on Tuesday and tell the opposite on Thursday, as long as you're Donald Trump or Sean Hannity, they will just wipe the hard drive and believe the next thing. There's no point in debating them. There's no point in arguing with them. There's no point in trying to get into a discussion with them because what they believe day to day depends on what they're told to believe day to day. And there's no point in really engaging the center because the center are just a bunch of cowards, right. rifters or fools who are terrified of taking a position on anything. That's right. So no matter what the thing is, They've been told by the New York Times for 30 years that it's always both sides. It's always both sides. Always. And so that's what they believe. It's always both sides. And whatever Donald Trump did today, there's got to be an imaginary liberal Oberlin College student out there somewhere who's violating a speech code and calling someone a Nazi. And isn't that really just as bad, David Brooks says? And, you know, I'm like, oh. And that's what the center wants to believe. They don't want to believe that they're in the fight of their lives but the Republican Party are fascists, and you damn well better pick a side because they're coming for you next. They do not want to believe that, and nothing you say will make them believe that. So, you know, I, I observe, like like Duncan Black says once upon a time, Atreus used to say, I just document the atrocities because I'm not, I'm, I'm no longer of the opinion that I'm going to change anyone's mind about yeah, anything. Right. Um, but it's important that someone sort of pay attention, I think. To what Chris Christie says in private, what That's Michael right. Steele says when he's on a podcast that he thinks no one's listening to, and he talks about how you know I got rid of all the bigots in the Republican Party, <laughs> and then they got rid of me, and all the bigots came back. No, Michael, that isn't what happened. Yep. But this is why I don't get invited to MSNBC parties. I hear it. Me either. So well, <laughs> we'll have our own party drift glass. Yes, we will. I like our group better anyway. I do um, too. And apparently, there's ketamine involved. There is. Great. Look yeah. at that. And laughter, believe it or yeah, not. I know. Isn't that wonderful? And, and not a fear of turning off the news. And again, you know what? It is now Friday. It yeah. is now 6 p.m. Eastern. 
And I plan on not turning on the news again until Monday after my next ketamine infusion. <laughs> Amen. Good for you. I, I have no I idea what we're doing on the show Monday, but you know, I'll figure it out before then. Yeah. Or well, I'll play I don't a watch reruns of uh, of Mission Impossible from 1968. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there I, you go. I've been doing a lot of not Mission Impossible, but old shows. Um, and there are tons of them. Mm-hmm. I, I started rewatching Mary Tyler Moore. Started oh, rewatching. You know, there's so much stuff that is at our fingertips now that there's there's always something you can find that doesn't involve MSNBC or CNN or Fox Absolutely. or Trump or Biden, or any of them. And, you know, it's healthy once in a while to just shut it out, turn it off, go well, when, away from When the power it. went off, we noticed, hey, we've got about 10,000 books in this house. Maybe we can read something. Read! What a concept. I know. Yeah. Drift class, uh, we don't do this often enough. I, You know, I, know. I, I reached out to you. I didn't realize you had no power. You just said, well, I'm <laughs> taking the family to the movies. Duh. <clears throat> um, but thank you for joining us today. And, and I promise to uh, invite you on more often because it's always well, great to talk to you. Well, you just keep keep your head together and keep doing therapy and keep telling people that the results of it and keep sharing that with people who need to hear it and just keep doing the good work you're doing. Absolutely. And you too. And send my love to Fran and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Drift Glass. Find him at driftglass.blogspot.com. Of course, at the Pro Left Podcast at proleftpod.com and all the other affiliated things. And you can find all the links there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Drift Glass. And uh, to you guys, thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, This will air on Progressive Voices tonight at 7 because I'm still without the equipment that lets me go live on PV. And I'm I'm not freaking out about it. So maybe the ketamine is working. Sydney says weed is safer than ketamine. True, Sydney. But weed doesn't um, kill depression. Just saying. Doesn't, Doesn't have the same effect. Doesn't make me go, I don't know. All right. I'll see you Monday. Bye.